0: Welcome to Our Connected World, a podcast series from TE Connectivity featuring straight talk for engineers about today's technology trends and the technical challenges in driving innovations crucial to making the world safer, sustainable, productive, and connected. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Connected World, a podcast from TE Connectivity. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the show. This is part two in a three-part series we're doing on autonomous vehicles. On the previous episode, we talked a little bit about the current state of things, the technology that's powering autonomy, uh, where we are in terms of uh, the development of autonomy, and some of the barriers that are preventing us from reaching level five autonomy. So a lot of great stuff was in episode one. If you haven't heard that one, you want to go back and check out episode one before listening to this conversation here that we're going to have with Rolf Klitka. He is the Chief Technical Officer for Transportation Solutions at TE Connectivity. Rolf, welcome back. Thank you again for joining me. Hi, Tyler.
1: I'm very excited to go into the next session.
0: I am excited about it as well, Rolf. So let's dive into part two here today, where we're talking about more of the human side of things, humanity versus AI and how much humans trust AI um, and, and that sort of thing. So Rolf, Tell me a little bit before we dive into uh, the artificial intelligence aspect of things, um, where do you see the value of autonomous uh, vehicles the most. Do you see it, uh, you know, autonomy being offered uh, quite a bit in mega cities or do you think suburban or countryside settings? Where do we think that we'll see autonomous vehicles first, whether it's, you know, mega cities, countryside, suburban type settings? Where, where do you think we'll, we'll see this technology really burst onto the scene?
1: Yeah, I think uh, we, we again have to talk about uh, the passenger cars and the commercial vehicles. I think for the passenger cars, the value will be the strongest in these big mega cities. If we can block the inner circle and can have robotaxis going in and out because then you have shared mobility, uh, a lot of pleasure of operating. And there's a very strong value. The next value on the passenger car and as well on the trucks, I see uh, on the highways, because here we have usually well defined areas. So the autonomous trucks, the freight networks will come first. So that's a strong value. And the passenger cars with the highway pilot will follow. And here I think the only barrier is still the liability, whether the liability stays with the driver or the liability crosses to the car maker. I think that is a key. And. I think after the mega cities or some restricted areas, if you look to, for example, inner cities, uh, shuttle buses going at slow speed, people trust that people go into a shuttle bus going at slow speed because people feel safe. And I think the next level of uh, application and value will follow, follow on the countryside. I think that's the next level to come. Mixed traffic, high speed, uh, different weather conditions. I think this is a very long way until we uh, feel safe in this area and it's a cost, cost aspect as well.
0: You know, and, and you also brought it up just then and there's, there's a human, there's a human aspect to this as well, right? And, and human beings have to, have to trust this autonomy and trust the technology. How do you see humans adapting to autonomy and really turning over control of their vehicles? Cause I think younger generations have grown up with a lot of technology and might be more comfortable with it. But I think that there are middle aged and older generations who are going to say, I'm, I'm never going to trust technology to drive a vehicle as well as I can, right? So th- there's there's going to be some, some th- there's a human element to all of this.
1: No, absolutely. So that's, that's absolutely right. I think if you look uh, across the world, it's very different on where you are. We see uh, an openness for technology in the Asian Pacific group, where people adapt much faster to new technologies, are more open to that. But people in general, I think 70% of the people in surveys say that Uh, technology is making the world a better place. So that's Mm -hmm. one point. But when it comes to autonomous driving, then still more than 60% don't trust it. (laughs) So uh, we like technology, we don't trust it yet. And therefore it's important that uh, when we enter into the autonomy game, that safety is coming first. That we go step by step. So if you talk to someone, if you have an autonomous shuttle at an airport, People will enter into that, trust it, to drive you to the next uh, terminal, no problem. Uh, If we have a restricted area, a dedicated autonomous line, people will trust it. So I think it's up to us to create an environment where autonomy works, where we can make sure that it's safely operated, and then autonomy can be rolled out.
0: So I, I suppose a question that a lot of people might have then is, while they trust technology in general, they're, they're going to be curious about how intelligent AI actually is. And so um, how intelligent is artificial intelligence? And is it something that people can trust when it comes to operating a vehicle? Uh, Tyler, have you ever
1: tried talking to an artificial intelligence in your car?
0: I I haven't, actually. Okay. So I, I try to
1: talk to the artificial intelligence. If you want to have an intelligent, educated discussion with an AI, there will be a lot of surprises. So I think <laughs> if you compare that, the IQ of an AI right now with a piece of toast, it's about the same level. I say.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> and, and artificial intelligence is a, is a machine learning device. So it's mm-hmm. really great in analysis of uh images of pictures of objects of calculating distances and to try to have high processing times in order to make sure that we can operate safely so it's great at that but it has to be trained for all kind of scenarios and uh, the human brain uh, is really capable of scenarios that you don't know before so some things uh, really if you operate this shuttle in the in the in the inner city and uh, you have only one lane and the autonomous shuttle is operating on that lane. Then a car is parked in order to just shop some some uh, newspaper. Someone parks it in the second row, gets out, wants to have a newspaper. And Then there's a white line. So anyone of a human driver will cross the white line to get around that car.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: An autonomous vehicle will just stop and stand still. It will never break the rule. It will be safe. So this is scenarios that you cannot program for things where the human brain says okay there is no risk to pass that car i might violate this rule but i will operate safely so there's tremendous amount of scenarios you cannot train for and that is something that will move ahead the artificial intelligence will get better uh, the cars will get trained and we get on a safe route on that
0: yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point. You know, I I keep going back to that idea of the the human element and how much human beings are going to need to evolve in terms of how much we trust AI to operate a vehicle. And I wonder if there's a scenario where you see, you know, maybe autonomous vehicles moving on a specific route that goes between, let's say, a warehouse and you know a distribution center or some something along those lines. And human beings get to see autonomous vehicles a little bit more often. And begin to be comfortable with the fact that they're on roads and, and that familiarity almost allows them to then feel a little bit more trusting as we continue to move forward that it's going to be baby steps in that regard as opposed to one big switch that is flipped and everyone says, aha, I now trust autonomous vehicles. Do you think it'll be smaller steps like that?
1: I think exactly what you described, I think if we have these mega cities, inner circle, restricted areas, controlled lanes, where we say this is for autonomous vehicle only, this will get all of us a big step forward. Uh, And another point on that is, uh, which will support that, is the V2X, vehicle to everything. So when more and more with the 5G communication, the vehicles, the infrastructure, everything will communicate then uh, you will see more and more that every vehicle can tell, especially the autonomous ones, my path will go along here. Uh, Another car will already know at what speed, what kind of path you're going to take before it's even seen, before any sensor can see that. So the flow of traffic, uh, especially when you have more and more autonomous traffic, will continuously improve. But I think the baby st- steps are the right approach for all that. Uh, create restricted areas for autonomous traffic, don't mix traffic uh, whenever you can and get into controlled uh, good weather situations to provide uh, a safe feeling for all the humans that autonomous driving is getting now at the level of maturity that we can operate safely and that we are on the mission to zero fidelities.
0: Right. Uh, that, that's something I wanted to, to wrap up today's conversation by, by discussing. And that is that mission for increased safety. Do you believe that increased autonomy will eventually lead to better safety on our roadways and, and, and that mission to, to zero fatalities? Do you believe that that's something that, that is in the future? I think if we look,
1: where are we today? Today, we have uh, globally, we have 1.3 million people killed in traffic accidents every year. To me, that's a totally unacceptable number. So governments sign up for the mission to zero fatalities. And uh, the autonomy we talked about, uh, going to level two plus for the passenger cars, provides additional sensors, additional visibility. uh, So the human driver will be supported uh, to keep in the lane, to have emergency braking, Uh, to see objects that the human eye might overlook or when you're tired, sleepy, in situations like that, that there is additional safety measures. So this will already on the passenger car get a lot of risk out of the system. Same with the truck drivers in cities. Uh, When a truck uh, gets around the corner and uh, someone on a bicycle is just in the area that is not visible for the driver, sensors support that. Sensors can react, can... Initiate an emergency braking can save a lot of lives. So therefore, the autonomous driving technology, even though it's a longer way to get to autonomy, uh, leads us on the path to zero fatalities as much as possible. So it's a big, big differentiator to save a lot of lives and traffic.
0: Excellent. Excellent stuff. Ralph, thank you so much for for joining us this episode uh, of the podcast and talking a little bit more about the human side of autonomous vehicles and and how human beings and AI can interact in the future. This is a pleasure.
1: Thank you very much for the questions. I think this interrelation of humans and AI is something that would keep us busy a lot, and especially on the road to zero fatalities.
0: I absolutely agree. I'm, I'm really interested to see how this continues to move forward. So, Rolf, thank you again for joining us for this episode. Everyone, this was part two of a three-episode series, so you want to tune into episode three to hear what's going on in the future, what Rolf thinks is going to happen as more players continue to enter into the industry, and how the economics of things are going to change as well. So, a big conversation coming up in part three of this podcast series. You don't want to miss it. But for this episode, for Rolf, I'm Tyler. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you for tuning into our conversation. You can learn more about the solutions we discussed today by visiting te.com, where you can connect with our engineer support teams and sign up for Circuit, our monthly trends newsletter featuring a selection of articles on tech innovation written by engineers for engineers. To find out more, follow us on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, as well as LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, think big, move fast, and make every connection count.